You're listening to the Give Me Five podcast, episode 180, Side B. Side B. podcast a bi-weekly podcast reviewing the things you love today the things you love yesterday and a movie this week that i've wanted to see for a long time but only managed to see just last week we're by my name is joey and i am joined by Didi. rock and roll and johnny forever <laughs> yeah so the the drummer and and the asshole <laughs> <laughs> Wait, which one's which? Jo- Johnny was definitely the asshole. Okay. I'm the asshole. Okay. Yeah. Just checking. Let's put it this way. When I was doing research for this episode, every single story about Johnny Ramone was, was, came from Fox News. I'll say that. <laughs> Enough said. Okay. okay. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. I own a drum set. Okay. So I get it now. All right. I get it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There we go. All right. Uh, anyway, this is a side B episode. We are going to talk about rock and roll high school. Rock and roll high school. And of course, we'll answer our Gibby Five question of the week. Okay. If you're new, this is a review show. There's probably going to be spoilers. Although I have to be honest for this one, I don't necessarily want there to be spoilers because it's pretty good and I want you to watch it. Uh, We're going to try to avoid major twists. But there will be spoilers for a crappy movie that inevitably came out over two decades ago. So you really got to move on if there are spoilers. The fact this is, is going to be spoilers. Yeah, th- this is one of those movies that you've seen different versions of this. You know, rock and roll kids against the establishment a million times. So yes, you kind of know what's going to happen. So the spoilers are not going to be quite as intense as like we find out that like Joey Ramone was really a girl the whole time or something i kind of feel like this might have been a template for everything that came after it i was trying to think of if there was anything before this movie that was like that maybe animal house but that's even that was but animal house is really right around the same time yeah really basically right um so if we're talking about something that you haven't seen in greece maybe yeah maybe greece but it's all the same time i know you this did get red lit because of greece or greenlit not red lit Greenlit because of oh I did that I didn't know, but if you're really really interested in seeing this without spoilers, then maybe watch it first and then come back and see if yeah. you agree with our assessments. But um, to be honest, inevitably there's going to be spoilers. Yeah. So this tonight we're recording it is April fifteenth, and we I honestly I picked this movie because you know we are. Trying out our new host. We have an interim host. Hi. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, would you shut up? We didn't tell you to talk yet. <laughs> oh. Get back in your cage. <laughs> Are you trying to our, turn our... me on or trying to shut me up? <laughs> wow. <laughs> and he's going to fit in just fine. And now we both. have our. And you've achieved both. Okay. Yes, there we go. So we. And honestly. 
the reason I picked this movie for this night, I've wanted to see it for a while, and we all went to high school together, and you, Omar, were in a band in high school, and, you know, I, yeah, and, you know, I used to, I was, I believe, a groupie of that band. You were the hottest groupie, by the way. I was, I was. Yeah. And, no, we just, we just kind of hung out, and we had, we had our high school fun, and I just thought it would be a good introductory movie to bring you on board. I love it. And completely random so we're recording april 15th i look it up and this is the 20th anniversary of joey ramone's death today april 15th 2001 he died of leukemia so it is completely a coincidence but um you know it's just a weird another one of those weird give me five podcast coincidences i still remember that rolling stone cover when he died but i but when you told when you said that it was 20 years ago like that's kind of mind-blowing like i I almost don't believe it. It's weird. Yeah, it's crazy. Just, you know, we're going to end up talking a little bit about the band, but this is more about the movie. But it's th- this band, for reasons we'll get to, kind of stopped talking to each other for about you know, 20 years before they actually broke up, it seems like, uh, right around the time of this movie. And the when they when Joey Rabone died all of the other ones pretty much died within like four to 10 years afterwards. Just started the dominoes. Yeah. And it's, you know, they, like they didn't get along. It was like Joey, uh, I think when, what Joey, DD, uh, the Johnny was last. Are you talking about the order of the night? Yeah. 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 Okay. I think Johnny was the last one. Yeah. I, I, I'm not sure. I haven't looked it up. Yeah, Dee Dee was number two. I forget who the third one was. Well, there was only but, four of them. Well, the, the the drummer had left the band for drug issues, and then oh, they, so they oh, had there's there's Marky Ramone and a bunch of other people. So anyway, uh, movie Rock and Roll High School. We'll we'll talk a little bit about Ramone, yeah, Ramone's history. <laughs> uh, this movie came out February 11th of 1981. It was directed by Alan Arkush and Joe Dante. Uh, both of whom have gone on to do some pretty cool things. Starring PJ Souls, Vincent Van Patten, uh, Clint Howard, Day Young, Mary Warrenov, Paul Bartell, Dick Miller, who, as Rob said, is who? Mr. Futterman. <laughs> yep. And Los Ramones, which uh, the Ramones have a massive following in South America. Huh. Much, much bigger than here, at least when they were all alive. And they were referred to as the Ramones amongst South America, Mexico, Central America. It's kind of cool. Synopsis. Ramones fanatic and delinquent Riff Randall battle it out with the strict new principal of Vince Lombardi High School, Miss Togar, with help from the Ramones. Um, So let's do our initial thoughts, and I will – I'm going to give a little bit more of a synopsis, and then we are going to kind of pick and choose different things to talk about. Um, So – What'd you guys think just overall initially? It really just kind of a lighthearted eighties, goofy rock movie. I mean, essentially, I mean, there, there's not a whole lot here. It's, it's essentially comedy fluff. Yeah. I thought that. I agree. (laughs) Sorry. Rob is clicking a pen into the microphone and I was threatening his life. (laughs) I agree with the comedy fluff, but I also kind of kept thinking how 
I don't know, something like The Breakfast Club or even later on like um, Super Bad, American Pie, stuff like that. Uh, kind of has its roots in this in in this movie or movies like this because it's very it's very um, central to its time period, you know, and mm-hmm. the the comedy is very 1980 1979 when it was re- when it was filmed, um, and <clears throat> yeah, I I liked it. I I I thought it was fun, but there's a lot of great music in it because I'm a huge music fan, so I'm biased. Yeah. So I was never the world's biggest Ramones fan. And then uh, a little song called Pet Cemetery came out. And I love that song. That is, that might still be one of my favorite horror movie, like song, you know, songs from a real band. I totally forgot that they did that song. I don't want to be buried in the Pet Cemetery. That was a great And it's great. And it's great. Um, Honestly, a, a lot of the music that I learned to love that I might not have loved in the past, I get from hearing Pearl Jam talk about it. And they, after uh, the Ramones basically broke up, there was a album that came out that was a bunch of different bands covering Ramones songs. And I was like... What did Pearl Jam do on what? that record? Uh, I Believe in Miracles. Really? Yeah, it's great. And they cover it live too. It's fantastic. Pearl Jam is um, so good with the covers. God. Yeah, so they did that, and they did actually they did two songs because um, they they were actually very good friends with the asshole, oddly enough. Okay. Um, in fact, when he when the asshole got into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and he walked off stage, he handed the, I believe he handed his guitar to to Eddie Vedder and said, "I don't need this anymore." Wow. So that. So. But I mean, is that an which, asshole? And I'm done. An awesome move. Uh, he looked at. It's not an, it's not really an asshole move. That's not why he's an asshole. He was he was very blue collar. Like his his father, I believe, was a carpenter or something. We said this on another episode recently. Right, right. And he looked at his, his guitar was like a carpenter looks at their hammer. It's a tool. It's a tool. And that to is do it. It's not. Yeah. It's not the thing that you put on a pedestal with a beam of light shining down on it. <laughs> That's really not, again really funny that you say that because I was in a band with a dude who used to do the same thing. Literally, would put his guitar in a spotlight. And, hit, and say, look how beautiful it is. And we just all shook our heads like, that's too much. All right, freak. Yeah, it was too much. <laughs> that was a long time ago, though. So thanks he for was, that. He was dreamy. <laughs> he was dreamy. I you know who you're talking about. about. I, think, I know exactly yeah, what you're, talking, you're about. talking about. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so I don't even know where we went with this. But yeah, this movie, um, you know, it was... I thought it was really interesting. It's something that occurred to me. It wasn't really my initial thought, but it occurred to me later. There are so many movies these days that are trying, that are trying to push the female hero for better or worse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this one, we talked about had, one of them in the last episode. Yeah. This one had the strong female character and never had to have that person say girls can do it too. It was just a strong female character and it was a great actress, PJ souls. And, you know, there was no – nothing was over the top. And these are the type of movies that people look back at and they're like, oh, they're exploitation films. And this one, the lead character did what she wanted. She didn't take shit from anybody and never was like, I'm a girl and I'm not taking shit from anybody. No, it was just I'm not taking shit from anybody. Riff, and I, Riff is and in movie. retrospect, I like that. And I like mm-hmm. that. I love Riff. I'm, I was yeah, in love point. from the, the moment I saw her. I was like, man, I wish <laughs> I was not four in 1980. <laughs> 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 I love her. 
PJ Souls is the shit. I love you would have gone into puberty nine years sooner oh, had you seen this man. movie back then. I missed it by that much. She was, <laughs> I, I really did. She was the shit. And yeah. the you know, she liked the Ramones and all this great music, so that helped. But yeah, yeah, I completely agree with you. She was a badass without having to declare it. Mm-hmm. So this is your, as we've said, this is your typical, you know, there's the school, a new principal comes in because all of the other principals have like mental breakdowns because it's the rock high school and then she wants to get rid of rock. Uh, she's a little bit insane. Just a little. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, just what, let's see. She stalks students. She tries to ban music. She she uh, ex- makes mice explode. Uh, <laughs> which is kind of a running theme throughout the movie, by the way. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, what else does she do that's not remotely legal? Uh, oh, she somehow has the authority to take away concert tickets that have nothing to do with the school from two students. Yep. yep. Yeah. Uh, I can and tell you, uh, she sells she sells items from okay. people. Yeah. What, what you can tell me what I can tell you, like from personal experience, schools don't have the authority to do that. <laughs> Yeah, I can't just take your stuff. <laughs> I will tell you. Uh, also, I, I, there was a GI Joe comic. I mean, my, that I my school re- took my hat and stuff. Uh, but yeah, but not your I'm, concert tickets. No, I guess technically I was wearing it in school, and exactly. But the stuff that you do outside of school, they don't really yeah. have stays outside of school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so let's. I'm going to do just the basic storyline here and then we can kind of uh reference it um let's see here i i uh the principals keep on disappearing they bring in this news principal and uh then there's this this girl she's kind of a badass riff randall uh and she is a big ramones fan and she gets tickets for this concert which we talked about because she got the tickets i guess this is the plot point it's not a real thing but because she got the tickets during school hours, the principal takes them away. She goes to the concert anyway uh, and gets the band to come play the school. She has also, you know, written a song for the band and uh, the band comes to the school and blows it up. That's basically it. And there's some there's some love stuff in there. There's uh, you know, a, a nerd that becomes cool. There's a bunch of other little high school movie stuff and uh, giant mice. A giant mice. Yeah. And and honestly, I really felt like this movie went on a little longer than it needed to. But I think that was largely a factor of they I feel like they just weren't sure how to end it. That's fair. But I think and part it of it seemed, too was the It seemed like it wandered aimlessly for a little bit, like towards the end. And it's like, where where are we going? But I think but, to, but, that's when they started to highlight the Ramones. With their live show and everything. Yeah, fair enough. You know what I mean? Like that's I think for you. That probably got boring. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. Right, but for me, I was like, "Fuck yeah, man! It's the Ramones live." Yeah. Like that's awesome. Yeah. Have you Have you ever seen the Ramones live? Me? So, yeah. Have I ever seen them live? Yeah. Or did you ever see them live? Because if you see them live now, that's going to be a big problem. No, since they're all dead. no. <laughs> I didn't think you made it in the last few years. No, 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 no. I've never seen them live. Of course not. No. I actually did. So you I did. did get it. I saw them at Lollapalooza '96. Damn. Okay, it was the one Metallica, Ramones, and uh, Rage Against the that Machine. Was Metallica, the Metallica. Yeah, year? I remember that. The one festival I never saw, besides the Lilith Fair, no thank you, was uh, Lollapalooza. 
I never saw Lollapalooza, any of them. And I could have seen, I actually had the opportunity to see the Lollapalooza one and I never got to, and that one only came to Orlando. That didn't come to South Florida. But I, I never did ever, ever see any Lollapalooza at all, which I'm not happy about, but whatever. That's a whole other thing. Yeah, it's, uh, um, let's see here. So, that, no, I mean, it was good. That was, you know, it, 96 was very early in the internet world. So, you, you, and if you don't really know the band, they're known for, they're going to play like, you know, 20 songs in 30 minutes. And they're, you know, one, two, three, four. Exactly. One, two, three, four. Like, that's punk. Yeah. And it's, and they kind of started it. It's, it's fast. It's two minute songs, three minute songs. And you know, it was one of those. Yeah. And it was one of those where, you know, I saw it and in the back of my head, I was like, I knew <laughs> like, this is going to be it. And Adios Amigos came out and then they went away. Um, so anyway, back to our movie here. Uh, it's, it's your really basic story, rock and roll bad, you know, but there are some changes in this. There's, I liked that there was a music teacher in this that wasn't, you know, like all of the other adults. Yeah. The dude who ends up at the concert. Mr. McGree or. Yeah. The best. Or was, and the one that Joey can't say his name at all. Even like, he's like, yeah, Mr. McGrady. It's like, no, it's Mr. McGree. Do you, do, I love that Mr. at one McGreary. point he says he has the yeah. tickets and he's like, who? The Ramones? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, but he's cool. He's like. He's awesome. Yeah, he's one of those teachers that's like, well, I don't understand what these kids are all about, but I should probably understand it because that's the way to reach them. And he was I that regret kind of... that I have but one life to give for <laughs> rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't we all, Rob? <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly. You get that yeah. tattooed on my lower back. <laughs> I got that tattooed on, tattooed on my forehead, my substantial <laughs> Do forehead. It. <laughs> Your foreheads are forehead tattoos are always a good plan. <laughs> it says, "Don't I gave, hire me." I, I gave actually a, a a homeless gentleman the other day as oh, I was yeah. leaving a a blow shop. I did. <laughs> <laughs> he asked. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was that was just you left that wide open. I did. And had to go I in. did. I did. You just laid that one I out did. there. I, for, I. I I gave him a dollar, and as I was giving him the dollar, I looked up, and he had a giant forehead tattoo. And I was like, I think I know the problem. <laughs> Weird that you're not working at Lehman Brothers. No, and the wrong wrong one. Not Lehman Brothers. Berkshire Hathaway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, do you want some oral sex? <laughs> That's the way it went. <laughs> that was the conversation. <laughs> yeah. I don't really carry. I don't really carry cash. But you, seem, <laughs> you seem stressed. Let me calm I'm you down stressed. a little bit, sir. Oh my god. Okay, I can't do this. Okay, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's leaving. Uh, and we broke Omar. Oh my god. Yeah, I don't even know where we are again. This oh. is now two times. So where were we? Uh, oh yeah, he's the cool teacher. He, you know, he did, I, which I, I really like. That also had like a jock character that was kind of really bad with women and mm-hmm. which I like because again, yeah, like, uh, yeah. Right. The only I, like, thing I love... I'll ever lay is a rug. <laughs> he all... <laughs> like... I didn't know getting laid was so expensive. <laughs> There's so many great one-liners in this movie. <laughs> uh, it has, uh, it, it's got some absurdity. 
this movie. Like, oh, definitely. A, which is like where it comes out of nowhere, and you're like, well, okay, the people that this is like that's when you're like, oh yeah, this is a Roger Corman film. But like, there's like the dude that runs a a contraband store in the stall of a bathroom. Oh, I love it. He was uh, that's uh, Clint Eastwood's uh, uh, Ron Howard's brother. Yeah, Clint Howard. Clint Howard, and he's. He's like selling concert tickets. He's selling he's, dates. Here's the thing about that guy, though. This was – it was a little weird. He was also selling because the one of the main characters in the movie is like the the quarterback of the football team, and he likes this girl. Ron Howard basically sells him her. Yeah. Without her knowing or acknowledging. Without her knowing it in any way, he's just like, oh, you like her? Okay. No problem. And then teaches like them how to hook up. Yeah. That was like the very beginning of the movie. That was like in the first, whatever, 20 minutes or whatever. It's not a spoiler, really. That kind of like, sets yeah. the tone for one of the plots, for one of the mini plots of the movie. There's like a whole montage with like, you know, they're in the convertible on Lover's Lane. On Lover's Lane. Well, but see, and the thing was, was he didn't want her. He wanted Riff Randall. But that's that's who uh, the Clint Howard character promised. The other character, uh, Rambo, I forgot her name, mm-hmm. her first name. Yeah, she she liked the jock, but he liked Riff. By the right. way, the other thing that I loved about this movie was the name Riff Randall, because like Riff, like guitar Riff, and she's like the rock chick. Like I'm always looking for the hidden meaning and the name of the character, and Riff Randall was perfect like it's such a rock and roll name i think Mm -hmm. uh i think rob wrote down a bunch of the names from the movie someone did on the notes that were like oh like angel dust (laughs) oh my god i love that angel dust that's my favorite well there was also i was going through the cast there was also a fritz hansel and a fritz gretel really (laughs) yes and the the gym coach do you know what her name was Mm -hmm. no coach steroid no shit. <laughs> I don't think they ever say that in the movie, do they? I don't recall that. I they may have said it once, but that's what she's Completely listed as in the cast. Coach Steroid. Wow. Coach Steroid. But I love the scene when Riff Randall is singing Rock and Roll High School and they're in the gym and they're like doing their like rock and roll thing and then the the principal comes in and then Did you did you know that they had to actually change the song because uh, PJ Souls couldn't sing it in the key that they needed. I did not know that. They actually changed the song. PJ Souls is my. Uh, and I'm not sure if they if they changed the song entirely or if they just changed the key of the song because she couldn't sing it in the key that they wanted. Probably just changed the key. Yeah. But they changed it because she couldn't sing it. Hmm. That's interesting. I didn't know that. I didn't find that in the research. The what we probably all found in the, the research is the fact that the Ramones were not the first band that they wanted to yes. be. Yes, correct. Interesting choices. They weren't even yeah. the second band no, they that they tried to. No. Be. They weren't even the third band. They were suggestion they by one of the actors. Yep. <laughs> so what I found was that the first choice was Todd Rundgren. Awesome. And that would not have fit. That would not have fit at all. That would not way. have and worked. Not in this movie. He turned it down. And I'm a Todd. I like Todd Rundgren, but his music is weird as shit. Some of it. He <laughs> yeah. he turned it down, and to this day, he's still bummed that he turned the role down. 
He says he says that was a horrible decision and he should have done the wrong. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, the second choice was Cheap Trick. Yep, love them. Third choice was Devo. Oh, that's interesting. Go on. Fourth choice was Van Halen. Really? Yep. And and somewhere I came across that Tom Petty was also in that list somewhere, but I don't know where he was listed in that list. That's my dude. And then somebody suggested the Ramones and they went with that. Um, one of the songs, and I have to go back and look at it. I don't I didn't write it down. Was written was co-written by Mark Mothersbaugh. Mothersbaugh. Ba, bo, ba. Um, one of the two brothers that founded Devo. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I didn't know that Devo was well, the, the, the opening song was an unlisted Paul McCartney song. I was wondering what that was because that opening mm-hmm. song was yeah. actually really good. And the name, the, the voice was like, oh, that's interesting. It was a Paul McCartney song. And he's like, they, he had written it for another movie and they, he sold the rights to it for $500 as long as no one ever found out that it was a Paul McCartney song. And we're, we're talking about, about it being a Paul McCartney song. Well, <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering if we, I'm wondering if we just cost the Ramones estate like millions of dollars, <laughs> or we're about to get paid a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't think that's yeah. the one. I, I don't I, think I that's feel going like that's to be the case. Okay, that's I great. don't think it works I don't that think way. It works that way. I'm <laughs> terrible they, uh, at law. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> no, they. Uh, it, it's interesting. They. Um, the, the different bands that they went through. And then I guess the, the, one of the actors, it was the music teacher actor. It was like, well, I like the Ramones and he really loved uh, rocket to Russia. Really? And is that who yeah, the actor was, was that re- recommended them? The music yeah. teacher? Yeah. Ah. And his, he's like, one of my favorite albums is rocket to Russia. And yeah, you know, we know the Ramones because they had a huge resurgence in 1996 or sorry, 94 when green day became popular and was like, yeah, we like the Ramones. We like this punk band and that punk band. Is that how they, whoever. I did. I didn't know that. Cause I knew about the remote, like pre green day, I was listening to like the misfits and stuff. Hmm. So I knew about the Ramones, but I didn't realize that they had a resurgence with green day. Yeah, they, they did. I, I'm still convinced. And I know it. I don't think it, I don't think it happened but I'm still convinced that I first saw the Ramones in an episode of Scooby-Doo and I, but according to the internet. Wow. But like, apparently that didn't happen. It did happen recently. Oh, but okay. I don't know. Interesting. Uh, so that, yeah, they, they did this, they got the Ramones to play. They Ramones did it for like $20,000 and they were excited to be in a movie. They were, you know, every time they released an album or a movie or anything, the Sex Pistols would completely fuck it up for them because yeah, they released the Sex they released this deliberately were a holes. Yeah, I mean, like they released an album and had it had songs that if you really listen to them, like man, these are hit songs because the Ramones were punk, but they were, as I said while we were watching this, Rob, because we we watched this, Rob and I watched this together nice. out on mm-hmm. out on my backyard patio nice. uh, theater. And uh, I was like, I'm okay with that. (laughs) Uh, We like, I was like, you know, it was just 50s and 60s songs played really fast because that's what they were fans of. That's exactly what I thought too. They sounded, they all sounded like 50s songs. And like surf music. Yeah, exactly. That's what they loved. So they just played it faster. And like some of these songs could have been hits. Rockaway Beach and absolutely and all these songs, but as soon as they release a song, fucking uh, not Johnny Rotten, but uh, Sid Vicious would like go kill someone, and 
you know, like you kill Courtney Love in the movie. Yeah, too. right. <laughs> right. You know what I'm talking about? Sad, Nancy, right? Yeah, sad. <laughs> oh god. my god, the movie's annoying. Uh, and like it would ruin it through months. So like, you know, it wasn't really purposeful, but you know, and then they were going to release something else, and then Sid Vicious killed himself. Right. And you know, parents are like, oh. You're, you want to listen to this music where the guy is a murderer? And if you look, punk became what all the villains are in movies. Look at all of the the villains. Like, uh, I for some like first punk villains I think of all the time are uh, the opening scene of Terminator. Like where they're all when like he's punk in the dudes. when he's in the bar or whatever. He's like, no, that's right. Not T two Terminator one when he like lands at. Uh, I think it's the I think it's the L A Observatory or something. And Bill Pax Bill Paxton yeah Bill Paxton is up there as a punk and he. Like fight gets in a fight with him, and of course, yeah. or Bebop and Rocksteady. Yep, yeah, exactly. Punks. Yeah, uh, the war, the warriors, like the warriors. Was, yeah, yeah, and they were just. That's what I was. Yeah, gonna they say. weren't yeah. punks. Weren't taking over the world. But the thing is, they with were punks too. Doing, is yeah. if you make any movie, okay, any movie, even today, and you throw some like leather jackets and a little bit of spiky hair, boom, you have a protagonist. Like you have the bad guy, right? Like it's just such a visually um, – I don't want to use the word poignant, but it's just – it's like such an obvious visual reference. And it's cheap too. And it's cheap <laughs> as shit. And the funny thing is I was watching um, – I think it was Decline of Western Civilization or one of those documentaries. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And they were talking about how – I forgot which one it was. And they were talking about how like like they were interviewing somebody like like Exine Cervenka or somebody from X from like back in the day. And they were like, I don't know where this like leather jacket jeans thing comes from. We couldn't afford that stuff. Like we couldn't wear that. Nobody had the money for that. We were wearing shirts with holes in them. So if you look at like old pictures of like Richard Hell and the Voivods and like these random punk bands that nobody's ever heard of. Their shirts are like have like holes in them with like clothes pins because they couldn't afford clothes. It wasn't like a punk thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were finding stuff in dumpsters and like and like five and dime stores. Mm-hmm. It wasn't well, that's basic. And, right. And, that's basically what Corduroy is about. You know, the song Corduroy, uh, which is okay. It literally in my top three favorite Pearl Jam songs of all time. Corduroy is like the this best. Is, song we are going down a rabbit hole here, people. Okay, sorry, sorry Rob. Right. Rob. Rob, you're going to need if, – if you have anything you need to do for the next hour Rob, and a half, you might as well you, just go. I, I think Rob's asleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's about this, you know, this, this band that – Corduroy was basically, you know, about Eddie Vedder not being able to afford clothes and then becoming famous and the clothes that he was wearing because that was the only thing he could get out of the the – uh, what are they called? Like Salvation Army right. was now being sold by the Gap for like hundreds of dollars. Yeah, and I remember back in the day, in the grunge days, like like as grunge was sort of coming to an end, I remember like reading things about that, like like flannel shirts being sold for a hundred bucks and stuff like that. Like, and it was just because. And now knowing that, like, they were wearing flannel because they lived in fucking Seattle and it's cold. And, and, yeah, and they would buy it. You, it they would cheap. buy it used from exactly from people that were like. But it's the same thing with punk. Like they weren't wearing leather jackets, man. That was like later <laughs> on when punk. There's became... a big logger community in Seattle, huh? 
there's a big community of like loggers in Seattle where they would just, they go just and sell it. They're just selling shirts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I remember like a lot of final hair. <laughs> I remember a uh, an interview with like I think it was one of the guys from like Alice in Chains, and he was like, "Oh yeah," he was like very tongue in cheek about it. He was like, "Yeah, don't come to Seattle. Uh, it's always raining. Yeah, that's it. Don't come here. It's terrible." And he and he had this look <laughs> on his eyes like, "This place is awesome. We don't want you here." <laughs> right? <laughs> right? And it's like the same thing with punk. It's like uh, we are doing our thing. I'm wearing an I hate Pink Floyd shirt and Pink Floyd's one of my favorite bands. I'm wearing an I hate Pink Floyd shirt and I don't really give a shit what you think. We're not wearing leather jackets. Like we can't afford that. Like what the fuck are you talking about? That's not even a real thing. That's like hmm. a, that's a Madison Avenue version of punk. Yeah. And, and they it's dress more like bike. Punk. It's a Holly. Exactly. Well, the Ramones basically wore fifties like bikers uniform exactly it was, it was a uniform johnny ramon was like this is what we wear now and we all have to have bowl cuts and it's That's funny it. because when i'm watching rock and roll high school it was filmed in 79 and the fashion and the style like you said was basically 50s music sped up so 50s would be like 20 years earlier and then in the early 90s the cool stuff that like we remember musically was from 20 years earlier. And then like now, like uh, some of the cool things that are like out and about there for like the age range that I'm used to because of my job is from like 20 years ago. It's like always 20 years behind. Yeah. It, it's like well, that two decades is like the magic number. Anyway, back to the, so movie. let's uh, back to the movie. We're going to end up having a music side podcast at some point. Yeah. Happen. So let's talk about the mice. We're, we're going to make a hard right here and talk about some mice. Uh, oh, I, th- I thought you already the... made it hard when you were talking about music. Well, that's already hard. <laughs> I don't know. I made it hard when I was talking about that homeless guy. Memories. <laughs> well, now I'm hard. So there's that. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> uh, mice, 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 mice. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to segue into the uh, the terrible principle in, after that. But so there's a whole sequence with this with these mice. And I had stepped away and had to go back and watch it again, where they're trying to prove that rock and roll music is bad because as soon as you play it for the mice, they start smoking cigarettes and wearing little teeny tiny leather jackets. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. That was, I forgot about that. That was so adorable, by the way. And then she put it in an aquarium and pumped up the volume. And that poor mouse was being shaken around like it was in a popcorn machine. Mm-hmm. And it was, was like, like a real mouse. Was the ASPCA not in on this? What, uh, I don't think there was here? a PETA back then. And that thing was And then it like, exploded. Yeah. And I'm like, holy <laughs> shit, shit just got real. We just blew up a mouse. Yep, it was worse than the Faith No More video with the fish yeah, flopping. And then, oh, God, and, then that nuts. Like a, and that became like a running theme through the movie because then we had like a dude dressed in a mouse outfit, and he was trying to get into the concert, and the guy's like, "Oh no, we have bad things happen with mice around here." Blah 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 blah. And the mouse pulled out a headphone, and he's like, "Oh, oh, you've got earmuffs. Okay, you're good. Let's go. Get it on in there." Oh my God, like, such absurdity! I loved it. I did find when I was looking up the mice because. Again, the woman was talking, the evil principles, like, waving this mouse around by its tail. And I was like... Oh, I noticed right. that, too! She was holding the mouse up by its tail. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I'm like, 
Is she swinging like, that around? What is she doing? Put the yeah, mouse so down. Was, yeah, so I'm like, okay, it was the. I started looking it up, and apparently there was a there was an article I found about the scientists in Cambridge that gave mice a bunch of amphetamines, and then expo- exposed them to violin concerto. Uh, also, exposed them to uh, uh, the prodigy, the the techno band, the prodigy was kind of techno metal. Mm-hmm. You guys out there don't know. Um, with the vi- they gave them the amphetamines, and four out of forty mice died when hearing the violin concerto. And then seven out of 40 died when playing them music from the prodigy. But the way the article was written, it was basically just, they gave the mice too many amphetamines. Yeah. But that's what it sounds like. Yeah. So it was like, okay, did their hearts explode from heavy metal or because they pumped small mice full of adult male levels of amphetamines. So, yeah, you know, uh, Let's see. But the principle was absolutely horrendous. I mean, even even more than just her treatment of the mice. Um, she was she was your stereotypical villain that did shit just to be spiteful, I think. Actually, there were a couple of times I was like, "What?" And then in fact, she included the two henchmen. That was one of the things I didn't understand. Her two hall monitor henchmen, were they students? So, yes. well, f- yes they were. Okay, well, so she was basically was she... the, well. They were brown shirts, first of all. So it was obviously a, a reference to yeah. to Nazis. Yeah. So she was like the Hitler esque principal, and they were brown shirts. They were mm-hmm. getting involved in everything. Um, and yeah, I think they were students because she's like setting new school policies and including them as like her council or whatever. And I'm like, what? Yeah, that's super Nazi like like referencing right there. For sure. Yeah. And I believe Corman was kind of known for that. Um, and, it, you know, of course, she stays evil, too, which is a lo- sometimes when you watch these high school movies, like the, the evil principal will occasionally have, you know, become good at the end. Like, oh, you've showed me the error of my ways. But no, she, they stay evil. They get their comeuppance. Then the brown shirts get thrown through windows, I believe. Here's the interesting thing about the principal and one of the other characters in the first, I'm not giving anything away because this is the first five minutes maybe of the movie. It actually reminded me of a movie that wasn't even made yet at this time. When they first show the, 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 when the, when the movie begins, you're, you're seeing the high school and they kind of like set the tone. And then it goes to a meeting with what seems to be like a vice principal or somebody high up in the school. And he's introducing the new principal, which is this woman. Him, the guy who's introducing her, and the, the principal, the, the one who's the principal throughout the movie. The, literally in the first moments, the first seconds that I saw these characters, they reminded me of the like headmaster or whatever you want to call him from pink floyd the wall yeah that's the first thing i thought because they were so like they were such caricatures and like extreme um examples of like you know like when they finally get into like um you know another brick in the wall we don't need no education blah 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 but the wall doesn't get made 
this movie was made in 79. The wall doesn't get made till 80. But that's exactly what I thought of because they, they were such um, ridiculous. Uh, the, the only word I can think of is caricatures. Yeah. Did, did, do you know I what I'm talking about? I half expected her. I mean, she was so aggressive. I half expected her to run around and start calling people slackers. But it was just even her face and the hair, her hairstyle and her face was mm-hmm. like, that looks exactly like some of the teachers or whatever it was from the movie The Wall. And The Wall yeah. wasn't even made yet. Well, and the brown shirt dudes were like sexual predators. Oh, do you remember one like... of the brown shirt guys ate a goldfish? What mm-hmm. the fuck was that? Do you remember um, Riff Randall and Rambo were in mm-hmm. the principal's office? They were talking about the Ramones tickets or whatever. They were in trouble. And the dude like behind the principal, he like reaches down into a fish tank and literally swallows a goldfish. And Rambo swallows Riff's goldfish. That was Riff's pet. Right. Because she had written she had uh, written a note that her right. goldfish was sick. I forgot that and, and they brought that. the fish in to prove that the fish was okay. Okay. And he fucking swallows it. And they're mm-hmm. and they're and they're looking at him like, oh my God, you're a fucking lunatic. Like, what is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. That was such a weird scene. Yeah. And I forgot about the fact that that's Riff's. I love Riff. That's my girl right there. <laughs> I'll, say the, I'll say it again we keep on talking about roger corman and you, i saw someone had a thing written down here i don't know who about the the cheap joke um cheap was that you like, oh i i put that in there yeah the, so. the there was there was a uh inside joke regarding producer roger corman's uh stingy budget on the movie so much that the uh, the sounds of birds going cheap, cheap, cheap can be heard as the New World Pictures credit appears on screen. No way, really. Oh, uh, I looked. Uh, what while I was researching the 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 budget for this movie was twenty thousand. That's crazy. Twenty thousand, mm. not million, thousand. That's fucking cheap. As hell. No, it's, I'm sorry. No, twenty thousand was how much the Ramones got paid. It was thir- three hundred. It was less than three hundred thousand. Is that what it was? Thing. Okay, so that's what. I, okay, I that's the whole thing. That includes the prints. This, if so, of course we look for the history of this movie and what you know how, how it did when it came out. This Corman only produced between a hundred and hundred and fifty prints of the movie, meaning it could only open up at a hundred theaters at a time. So it never opened up like across the United States. It never opened up wide. Enough. It would be like, okay, we're going to get thirty prints to New York and thirty prints to Los Angeles because that's actually where the Ramones were really the only right. places that people knew them. Maybe were there. Chicago. Yeah. <clears throat> so they did that. Um, Wait, you mean uh, not Kansas City? That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The, the Kansas City Club in New York or bar. <laughs> yeah, Max's Kansas City. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the reason this movie was able to get made was because of Saturday Night Fever doing well and Grease is doing well. And they, uh, one of the Alan Arkish, I guess, was like, mm-hmm. we can make a, we, let's make a rock movie. And it was supposed to be a disco movie at first. And then it became a rock movie. Um, but we talk about Roger Corman and people talk about how cheap he is, you know, the, the cheap thing and all that. But some of his PAs and some of the people that work with them, uh, Scorsese, Ron Howard, James Cameron, Jonathan Demme, Don Coscarino, and Joe Dante all worked with him at some point when they were just getting started. Holy shit, for real? Yep. Wow. Those were his assistant directors, his PAs, whatever. Um, Now, now one of the other things that came across, though, was that he he was notoriously cheap, and there there is no disputing that. But there also are reports that even though he was notoriously cheap, he was a publicity genius. Um. 
one of the things he did for this movie was he actually invited music journalists to come onto set and work as extras in the movie in return for getting to be on set and interview the principals. That's cool. Meaning he got free labor and offered them interviews. Right. And they thought they were getting a deal. And he got, you know, free, like he gave a bunch of Ramones fans free concerts and they got to work as extras. That reminds me. That's really, really interesting. That reminds me of the story of Greg. You probably know this, the, the who with pinball wizard. Probably I've read a bunch of books. I know you have, they added pinball wizard to uh, who's next because there was a prominent reviewer. Uh, this who's next came out in 69. There was a prominent reviewer for, I think it was for the new musical express NME magazine in 1969 in the sixties. And uh, he was a huge pinball fan. He was just a fan of pinball. So the only reason they added pinball wizard to, to who's ne- the album who's next is because they knew they'd get a good review. Because back then, a good review in a magazine in Rolling it. Stone, really. That could make you That's it. You. That was it. Especially it for something like New Musical Express or Rolling Stone or like The Village Voice or one of those records, right? But this, the story Rob just told about, um, was that Rob? That yeah. just said about the uh, the um, uh, uh, hiring like, um, you mean music critics or whatever? The journalists. That just, yeah, the first journalists. thing I thought of was The Who doing that with uh pinball wizard what a fucking that's genius it's a genius move it doesn't really cost you anything if you think about it and it and the the roi the return on investment on that is massive yeah so let's close out the movie because we got a couple other little things to talk about here they the ramones show up at the school they play an awesome concert which i loved seeing i loved it uh you know i i it was just fun seeing the different songs and they play her song and there's there is a sequence at some point in this movie in which pizza is involved, and I do have to talk about that because the line is, and I gotta find it here. Hey, pizza! Great, let's dig in. Given by Dee Dee Ramone. <laughs> okay, and I, I think Rob already knows this. Mm-hmm. How, Omar, Omar, how many takes did that line take? Uh, you know what? I, I did not see that in my <laughs> when I was looking this up. I didn't find that. You tell me, please tell me, because it, for, uh, just take a guess. Because uh, twenty, and, or my twenty, no, forty takes. Oh my god! <laughs> and this was the best one. Hey, pizza, great. Let's dig in. <laughs> yeah. So they he had seven to nine initial uh, lines in the script, <laughs> and of course they use they use film back then, so that would. Forty takes is a lot of money. That's a lot. So they whittled it down to two lines, uh, one of which being "Hey Pizza," the other one being "Hey Pizza, it's great. Let's dig in." Uh, really, none of the Ramones could act. The did you catch all the I think, sneezes backstage? No. You know what that was? They, they did no. you have noticed there was a couple of times when somebody sneezed and like stuff went flying everywhere. They were holding. Mm. A, they were holding a mirror. It was a cocaine. Oh. <laughs> Hey, welcome that. to 1980. <laughs> yeah, <Whoa>. right. <laughs> did you did you notice the um, there were there were handwritten posters um, on the walls during the ear mail ear mail sequence, um, one of which included a recruiting poster for the People's Temple. No, offering free Kool Aid. <gasps> oh my God, that's amazing! 
Yeah. Oh, that's... And I'm the, wow. the whole Jonestown thing only happened, what, a year before they started yeah, filming? It was 1978. Wow. Yeah, Jonestown was 78. Holy shit, that's amazing. Yeah. I did notice. And that's fucking crazy. They, they also had a film club poster advertising a double feature showing of uh, Death Race 2000 and Hollywood Boulevard, uh, directed by uh, Paul Bartel and Alan Arkush, really? uh, respectively. Yeah. One thing I did notice is they during the concert they were holding up signs uh with like like Ramones like little sayings like you know gabba gabba. Gabba gabba hey. Gabba yeah, exactly. Exactly. But I didn't notice the death rate. Yeah, and, and I, in I in the concert things. as well, uh if you, it, right in the front row, uh you see Darby Crash from the Germs as well as the rest of the Germs were there as well. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Uh while they were in Los Angeles filming this movie, uh, Joey Ramone so Joey Ramone, as Rob wrote, I'm going to steal your line here, but yeah, I'm that's, giving you credit. Yeah, He looks like uh, the cross between Howard Stern and Austin Powers. He's a weird looking dude. Um, yeah, he constantly is. had health problems and never really found love. While he was there, he found, he did find love. Uh, it was Linda Ramone, right? You know, they started dating. And there's, you know, if you actually listen to some Ramone songs, there's um, I Want to Be Your Boyfriend, which it's like this sweet song for a punk yeah. band. You know, They do that a couple um, times. The KKK took my baby away, was which is, an, is another one, which is not about what you think actually. Right. Um, if you like, if you know the story of the Ramones, it's kind of an interesting story. It's about a he was dating a a black woman, and her parents didn't want the black woman dating a white guy, so they her him and his girlfriend referred to as her parents as the KKK, and that's where that came from. Um, that's heavy. Yeah, so he found love. And within a couple of years, uh, all of a sudden, his girlfriend was hanging out with their guitarist, Johnny. And they never really spoke again after some time in the early 80s. But they still toured till 1996. But uh, it had to be one of those situations like, uh, could you tell Johnny that I don't like his part in this song? Great. If you can tell Joey this, like, like how awkward had that have to be for 15 years? Wow. Crazy. That's crazy. So in related story, uh, Rob, can you tell Omar that I don't like the look of his face? Hey, uh, Rob, can you hey, tell um, him that I Omar? miss his penis? <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. Um, hey, Let's Greg. move on. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I heard him. <laughs> Just pass that on for me, okay? I'll be over here in the corner crying. Alone, I, I I heard him. We're good. So, uh, <laughs> no, so I mean, it, this movie is when he it, it it didn't break up the Ramones, but it de- definitely put some uh, some stress into some things. Um, One of my favorite scenes in this movie is when they're um, they're coming to the theater to play, and there's like, and they're just kind of like walking, but like in tune to the music, mm-hmm. you know, and like. Even the drummers like beating the like he all he's doing is like hitting drumsticks together, but it's like off from the song. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just, but it's such a cool scene. Like I love it. I loved it. I I love this movie. I really. And Joey it. Ramone has that really weird like sway to his walk, yeah. where his like cross over each other, and and the guitar sounds great. It's not plugged in. It's not plugged in. There's no wire. I, I mean, I commented on that too. <laughs> I was like, that's an electric guitar. Yeah, there's no wires. 
it doesn't matter into? Though, because Riff Randall had been waiting outside the theater for three days to buy tickets. So that's right. And that's yeah. my girl. So, yeah. so let's talk a little bit about what else was going on around the time that this movie came out. Uh, what else was going on around the time that this movie came out? Not right? much, actually. So around this <laughs> month, uh, the longest sentence ever published was published by the New York Times. Yeah, I couldn't find it either, but that's what I got. Uh, you don't even have the sentence? Why would you even bother telling Wait, us but are that? You saying, are you saying like – said there wasn't a lot going when there, on, when sir. When the movie was released or when the movie was made? Like or, or the week this movie was released, the New York Times happened to publish the longest sentence ever. So this is this is what was happening in 1981, February, you know I believe. But here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. In my movie. research, I found that the movie was released in 80 and the, the – um, VHS was released like in 82 or three. Yeah. The, and like officially, movie according movie. to IMDb, they said like, I think it was February of 81 or something. Yeah. yeah. February 11th of 81. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so other things that happened else was released that day. What? I could only find one movie that was released that day. February 11th, 81. Mm-hmm. Was it my bloody Valentine? It was my bloody oh, Valentine. Yeah. Nicely done. Well, I found this too. Uh, so let's see. Uh, Charles Rocket clearly says the word "fuck" on Saturday Night Live. Oh, cool! That was that was a big deal. Uh, I don't believe he. I don't know if he ever was on there again. Uh, Prince Charles announced his engagement to somebody named Diana. Don't know her. Uh, m- music, the the top, uh, not just five songs. I usually kind of go until I stop recognizing the song. Eighty one. Uh, yeah, at the, in February of eighty one. We this there's one song that we hear run into a lot. It's not. She is a, she is a wonderful country singer. Dolly Parton and wonderful and wonderful human. Yep, nine to five. Was that working nine to five? Really, I thought that was like a couple years after. I thought it was like eighty three or four. Yeah, that was number one that week. I love a rainy night, which you can't actually say the name of that song without singing it. In Um, my head, love a rainy night. That's a great song. Yep. Celebration by Cool and the Gang, a song that my wife literally put on the the list for our, D, our wedding DJ. That if you play it, she will murder you. Okay, I had the same <laughs> experience, like, but I'm divorced now, so I'm happy. Sorry, Woman by John Lennon. The Tide Is High by Blondie, and Keep on Loving You by Ario Speedwagon. Wow! And the big the big movies that week were, as Rob said, My Bloody Valentine, Eyewitness, and The Dogs of War. And Scanners was still in the theater. Scanners, so. really. Scanners came out in January of that year. I thought Scanners was in the seventies. Yeah. Wow. So it was. That's, um, by the way, speaking of April Fool's Day, which you guys talked about recently, Scanners is another one of those video um, covers that, oh, yeah. that I will never forget. Yeah, me mm-hmm. either. Yeah. That might be an upcoming movie, but oh, uh, I'm down. I'm down for that. You, you kind of have to be. Uh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I don't have a choice. But either way, yeah, yeah. I'm good with it. <laughs> Excellent. So there's that. That was that was the history. Uh, so what do you think about this movie, guys? Do you think it should uh, get a revival, rest in peace, or a remake? Well, I kind of feel like like this already has had a remake. I mean, it 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 falls very squarely into a formula that that has been used multiple times. Yes. Agreed. I'm going to go revival. Um, trying to remake this specifically, it could it could work, but 
I'm, I'm I hesitant. I don't know that it's good enough to warrant a revival. That's this is not one of those. Mouth. No, that's this funny. is not one of those movies that I was like, oh, you you should see this. I can't believe that you know I haven't seen this or that people have missed this. You know, blah blah blah. It's just a, you're right. Eh. If I'm being honest, Greg and I love it. Mm-hmm. But let's just say we're a niche. We have niche tastes. Well, I think I hope that the Ramones get a big revival I when, they the Ramones, release that oh, Joey, that, when they release that Joey Ramone movie. The actual, okay. That's different so than the actual. Let me ask movie. you this, guys. This movie, let's pretend it's getting a remake, 2022. It's going to be released. Okay. It's not the Ramones. Who is it going to be? Green Day. Is it? No, they're is too, they're it too still, old. Is it still rock, or is it a different uh, genre? Yeah, that's actually a great question. It would probably have to be hip hop. I agree. Hopefully, not some dude with or, no, well, his face, but whatever. Well, it's weird. It, like the biggest music, or at least around the 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 young people that I'm around, is there's pop, but also EDM. But the EDM people, they're just dudes behind computers, and they're actually our age, most of them. Mm-hmm. And, and that's funny that you say that. That's very true. And the people, the young people who are into EDM, don't know that. Yeah, or they don't really because think about it. They're yeah. wearing helmet, like you know, like Daft Punk is older than us. I think they are for um, sure older than us. And I so, actually, but, I'm, not, I'm a fan. I like Daft Punk. Yeah. So I would say it would have to be some something hip hop, and I I think it would be something like a like a socially conscious rapper type, like a, a I don't know, Kid Cudi or something like that. Which I'm just pulling names out of my ass because I don't know them. Social <laughs> justice warrior or something. But that's the thing is, if there's a well, remake like, of this. I want it to be punk style. Yeah. I'm okay with it being new, but it can't be like Rancid or Green Day because they're fucking older than we are. I agree with yeah. you. Yeah. So it's got to be not, I don't know what punk heard. is these days. That's the problem. Like, there isn't any punk, new punk bands right and now. And this movie, as much as I would love to love it to be a revival, the I, I'll use the word youths today wouldn't get it because it's the two youths because it's so like you know trigger warning or whatever well well rock and roll is is in general is so corporatized now that the like the lawyers would be like no you can't have them do that you can't do that they can't do that you know you know who would do a good job of this of like reviving this dave Grohl. yeah he would do a great job of kind of like revamping this whole thing or yeah. like updating it or something. He's just he's so good at that kind of thing, in my opinion. But you know, I can even see Billie Eilish and stuff like that, because that's who pe- that's who the younger generation yeah. turns towards. That's true. But <clears throat> yeah. So either way, I, I think I hope there's a revival. I really enjoyed this movie. I had a great I time enjoyed with it. it a lot. I've watched it twice since we watched it. Me as well. too. I've watched it. My back twice. Seen it twice. Exactly. Yeah. In the last whatever days, I've watched yeah. it twice. I'm actually on my. Is this my third viewing? I'm at hour one minute thirty three right now. It's it's literally on on my screen on my TV right now because it's so much fun. Yeah. So now we've got to go to our question of the week. Our top five. Well, we do we do a question of the week for the new listeners if there are any new listeners. Well, clearly we lost one listener because you know Omar is now a host. So yeah, I don't listen to this shit. <laughs> <laughs> so 
we do a top five question in which we make a question based on the movie that we've watched, sometimes loosely, sometimes very close. And this week, top five rock and roll movies. And we're going to just, and we basically blast through them with maybe a one little bit of a blurb. So, Omar, did you want to go first or do you want someone else to I want to hear Rob's. I'm curious. He always Rob goes last music, for some reason. But he's not a music guy? So really? we, are we, we're changing it up that much? I don't know if I can do it. Rob, I, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in what he wants, what he likes. No. He's not going <laughs> first. <laughs> he says no. I, I will because it's Omar's first show. I, I really want I'm, – I'm, I'm, and, be, and because it's music, I usually I usually like to go last because a lot of times the the lists that we have are about movies, and I like to think that I'm the resident movie guy. But but I want to pull in you into the, the music podcast. thing. Well, well, Is, am I going? To um, there was some debate on what what we could include in our lists. Um, okay, because the 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 initial throw out was no documentaries. So it couldn't be any documentaries about rock and roll music. It had to be a movie that basically featured rock and roll music. But then the other toss out was I found out later that Greg didn't really want to include any biopics either. So that would eliminate stuff like La Bamba. That would eliminate stuff it. like like The Dirt. That love would it. that would eliminate a number of other very good movies. Yeah. Um, but we do we do leave these questions a little open open ended. We do we do. Um, so I think my list is actually going to have at least one or two of them. Okay. But at number Rob is the rebel in the high school. I'm just dying to hear what Rob wants, like what Rob likes. Like I, I will. I want. I I want you to become a music fan. I will include one biopic. I, I had a couple more listed, but I'll include one biopic. At number five, um, and it, it's oh, shoot. I really liked the other one though, um, no, but it's one that I remember watching. I remember it's one that I remember watching as a kid, and I actually really enjoyed the movie. And that was La Bamba. It was a great movie. The story of Richie Valens. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I was really fighting between that one and The Dirt because I really enjoyed The Dirt also, and I wasn't even big into Motley Crue when they were. But out. the movie was so, amazing. The movie was great. Yeah. It was. It really was. It skipped some stuff, but that's fine. At at number four, I've got. Um, I know Greg won't like it, but at number four, I've got Grease. It's a good. Greg hates musicals. I hate musicals, but Grease isn't bad. I, I'm not. I Grease. I am not a fan of musicals, but Grease is good. There's a a friend of mine who works in uh, high school theater. And they, he was, he put up a joke that his wife works there, but um, he put up a joke that was like, you know, we need to have high school theater. This is a COVID thing. You know, it's look at the art that people aren't, uh, aren't getting as a result of it. And then it had the little slash and it says 12 months later, we're going to do Greece because all the high school theater teachers like realize that Greece is crap. I was like, ah, someone on my side. Thank you. Yeah, not a fan I of Greece, mean, but go on. I'm going to beat Rob to death with a poodle skirt. Right, yeah. <laughs> I like Greece. I'm wearing a poodle skirt as we speak. Um, I, I saw it. At, <laughs> at number three, I'll put School of Rock. Awesome. With Jack Black. Yeah. Very much enjoyed that movie as well. Like at number movie. two, this might be controversial, but at number two, I'm going to put Wayne's World. So good. 
and, and responsible and, for bringing Queen back into like the fold because of uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And at number one, that. Bohemian Rhapsody, by the way, was another biopic that I had on my list that didn't one. make. Yeah. Um, but at number one is a movie that I loved as a kid. And that's Footloose. Wow. The uh, real. Wow. Nice. The real yeah. Footloose with Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Because I, I swear to God, because Footloose without Kevin Bacon is like it doesn't work. sex no. with yourself. Yeah, it'll get I'll you to the same it, place, but okay. you just feel dirty yeah. afterwards. <laughs> Always have a spotter. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, nice. Nice. Well, Footloose nice. is my number one. Okay. Right. Let me. Let me. Uh, I'm going to jump in here okay, go. since we had some discussion here. We've got some some listener lists from our patrons. Remember, patrons, if you uh, donate at the five dollar level, you can find out the list beforehand and submit your own. Mm-hmm. So we get we got a couple of those this time. Uh, Matt, aka Jubles, uh, he did have some honorable mentions. He liked Rock and Roll High School, and he got to watch it with us actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to leave out uh, one of his honorable mentions just because we're going to talk about that in a bit. Uh, number five, School of Rock. Number four, Hedwig and the Angry Inch, which nice. I have not seen, but I've heard I've heard it's good. Nice. Number three, another one of my least favorite movies ever, Rocky Horror Picture Show. But that's fine. Uh, Come on. Number two, Almost Famous. And number one, and he likes this movie because I know I've heard him talk about it before. Tenacious D in the Pick of Destiny. Nice. That was from that was from Matt. We also got a list from the uh, recently short-haired uh, Scott here. Mm-hmm. Uh, he started off with Sid and Nancy, which we talked about not too long ago. And yeah, Sid and Nancy. Mm-hmm. Sid. Uh, number four, Tommy also talked about that oh, this episode. Number three, Almost Famous. Yes. Number two, Pink Floyd the Wallsy. We talked about that too. Man, we are mm-hmm. on fire. And number one, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Well, I used to like I used to like Scott. Did I go? No, I did not go. <laughs> no, you haven't gone. No. no so, I haven't gone. so I will. I will. Go. Uh man, School of Rock is really such a good feel-good rock movie, but it didn't it just barely didn't make my list. Uh number five, Wayne's World. Yes. Party on. Preach. Number four, The Wall. The first time I saw The Wall, I was at a party with you, Omar. We went to some girl's house. Oh, my God. You were there? Me and, and we were all sitting. <laughs> Holy shit. We stayed up. You bro- we stayed up all night. Oh, my God. You were at Emily's house? Yes, that's oh. who it was. Holy we were there. Holy shit. Oh, my God. That's blowing my mind. It dude. was. I love that. Book. It was. Uh, it was awesome. It blew my mind. And I remember we had stopped at that, the 7-Eleven. Near the train tracks, we got a bunch of snacks, and I got a shit ton of those like Hostess apple pies and wow. some uh, Doritos. And I remember I was eating; I ate too many pies, <laughs> and I ate a, a bunch of Doritos. And as I was eating them, the scene where like he's like hallucinating the worms, yeah. came on, and I almost yacked. <laughs> I was yeah. like, "Oh god, Here's the deal that's so." Oh, we lost Omar. I think he's so excited. He unplugged. Yeah, I think. he got so excited he unplugged his headset. <laughs> Can you hear us, Omar? Now I can hear you. I, there we go. I accidentally muted you. <laughs> okay, you, you're like <laughs> gesturing so wildly. He unplugged his headset and muted. No, us. I didn't. I it, see this. I accidentally uh, sat on it for real. Uh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, sorry. What you were saying? You said that was so exciting because what? 
So somebody like who's like really close to me, like almost like family, lives in the same neighborhood that we watched the wall in. And so like I'm still in there every now and then. And I, and every time I drive by that street, I think of Pink Floyd, The Wall. So that's that uh, The Wall. That's only my four. Uh, number three, High Fidelity. I really like that movie. Love it. And Jack Black singing uh, Sexual Healing. Number two, Almost Famous. Uh, you know, the the type of character that is a penny i guess penny lane and almost famous yes is is almost exactly the riff character the super cool female that everyone loves but she's untouchable because she's just above it but this movie like rock and roll high school made me think of penny lane I agree. yeah oh exactly absolutely yeah. and number one the rock and roll movie spinal tap this is spinal tap yeah. Yeah, that really. that is my number one okay my top five is seven movies. <laughs> <laughs> He's clearly so not understanding what this out. is Please about. Don't yeah, hate me. Yeah. Please don't hate me, okay? No, you get five. Pick your honorable oh, mention. God damn it. Okay, that's fair. Okay, here's my thought process. I went for not, not the when the movie was made. I went for when the movie takes place. Is that fair? Okay. Okay. Not when it was made, but when it takes place. My my number five. There wasn't a time component to the question. Yes, it's the so it's like the style of music, right? Because I didn't okay. know how well because I I I originally wrote down probably two dozen movies. <laughs> so Jesus. there was no way there was no other way to differentiate. Okay. So one of the, the my, my number five is that thing you do. Okay. 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 Tom Hanks. It's actually his di directorial debut, and it takes place in like the early '60s. So there's like that like '60s style of songs, and I love it, and it's such a great movie. Number four is Singles. Oh, that was on my. That was almost on my list. I know. Six. I I I knew for a fact that you had that written down somewhere, right? Because singles is like that's our time period. We were in high school. You got Pearl Jam. You got Alice in Chains. You got Soundgarden. You got like smashing the screaming trees, screaming trees, right? Mark Lanigan, all that shit, right? Number four, I'm gonna go Pink Floyd, The Wall, because it's mother. Yeah, Pink Floyd's like my shit, right? Number three, No, uh, number three should be Pink Floyd, The Wall. Number two would be Blues Brothers. Okay. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. Blues but that was that blues. Movie? That's not rock. Huh? Isn't that blues, not rock? Well, you've got Ray Charles. You've got Aretha Franklin. You've got, uh, there's so, there, like, you've got, like, uh, Bo Diddley's in that movie. You've got, I think, B.B. King's in the movie. Like, there's so many amazing musicians in that movie. And it's not rock and roll. Yeah, but it is rock and roll. You know what I mean? Like those are like, like that stuff is like the precursor to rock and roll, right? Yeah. My number one. I'm sorry, it's a tie. The Doors. Okay, because that, right. that influenced me so personally, right? And the Last Waltz. It's a Martin Scorsese movie, and it's about the band called. The band. Oh, yeah. That's one of them. Oh, my God. That huge movie. movie. When I first saw that, I was in college, and I actually rented 
that movie from the USF Library, University of South Florida in Tampa. And I found it in the library and I went and I put it on in my apartment. And I remember being absolutely mesmerized. Yeah, it was good. It was amazing. And somebody who's like recent in my life, like who's special to me, but like is kind of out of my life now. That concert is like, it reminds me of this person and it's a, it's a thing. Honorable mention, Pink Floyd, live in Pompeii. Nice. So good. So I know well, I would be sorry. That's yeah. We'll, we'll have to work on that. Yeah, the, well, the counting situation. I, uh, well, I never, I was never good at math. So, so we, we do work in fives, the Give Me Five podcast. And for $5, you can support the show as a patron. Uh, go to patreon.com slash give me five podcast. And we'd like to thank our patron of unusual size, Alec, for supporting the show as well as all of our other patrons. All right, guys. Well, that does bring us to the end of tonight's show. Um, if you'd like to reach out to us and let us know what what your top five rock and roll movies are, you can find us at the give at give me five podcast.com. You can just go directly to our website. Or you can find us on Facebook by searching for the Give Me Five Podcast. You can reach us on Twitter and Instagram at Give Me Five Pod, or you can email us directly, give me five podcast at gmail.com. Remember, guys, as always, that's spelled out F-I-V-E, not the number five. And please, please, if you can, leave us a review on iTunes or whatever podcast app you're using. It helps us stand out. It helps us move up the list, and it helps other people find us. Also, if you're looking for any of that sweet Give Me Five podcast swag, you can also find that at givemefivepodcast.threadless.com or you can go to our website, givemefivepodcast.com and find a link for it there. We've got a couple of great designs. We're working on some new ones, guys, so check them out. And that'll be the end of our show tonight. Those Thank Give you. Me Five guys are peculiar. They're ugly, ugly people. But we love you. Rock and roll high school.